Hello, Trombone Internet. This is Chris Van Hoff, assistant to the regional manager of the International Trombone Festival. We at the festival, of course, are huge fans of the pod, and we are really excited to invite you to attend this year's 2024 International Trombone Festival at TCU in Fort Worth, Texas. Dave Begnosh is our host. We have the world premiere of a brand new double concerto for trombone and piano with the Fort Worth Symphony. We have the American Brass Quintet. We have late night jazz featuring a Latin jam session. Like everything is happening, all the cast will be there. It's the best hang in the world, and we hope to see you there. You can register for the festival still online at www.internationaltrombonefestival.com, and it's happening the last week of May. So go register. We'll see you in Texas. Well, hello there, and welcome to... Nick, what what is this? This is Riffin with Sebi and Nick. Oh man, you you just riffed that title. I did. That was hot off the dome. I'm not sure that's gonna stick, but uh, that's what this is gonna be called today. So Nick and I were looking at ways of, you know, posting more consistently. We 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 hear you. Um, we're flattered that you want more episodes, and. We decided, hey, why don't we just record a shorter form weekly episode, just the two of us, in addition to our long form interviews. Yeah, I think uh, we'll see what this develops into. It's going to be kind of whatever we want it to be. We're content curators. Oh my God, just stop. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Well, we have a few things we want to talk about today. It's it's been a pretty busy week for me. How's it been for you? Uh, I would say middling. Middling as far as like how fun it's been? No, just, well, that too. Um, I had fourth, four performances at the Met and taught a bunch, taught a bunch this week actually. And did, was it, I think I got back from Pittsburgh a week. I don't know when I got back. Yeah, we had just a fun little visit. Ago. That's right. I was just in the Berg. I stayed with Sebi, Sebi Pop Masterson's. It was beautiful. Hey, you shouldn't com- compare me-, me to a Masterson. That's like a that's a bad bad word right now. That guy got in trouble. Uh, that that seventy show guy. That's that's not Masterson, is it? Yeah, isn't it Danny Masterson? I thought it was Madderson or something like that. I, I was I'm gonna go with Maddie Madderson. How about that? Cool. Do you know who Maddie Madderson is? No, who's that? He's a Canadian like uh, TV chef. I mean, he's a real chef. He has restaurants in like uh, Montreal or Toronto. Yeah. Wow. But he, he's a bigger than life personality. Uh, that's a great, great story. Well, it's not my fault. You don't know who Maddie Madison is. <laughs> so your trip was awesome. Um, you, you came and worked with my students at Duquesne and it was great. Um, taught some lessons in my house while I watched Netflix. So my, my job was, was super easy, but yeah, come back more often, man. It's a short flight. Yeah, my my week's been kind of weird too. I, I've been playing a lot of opera. We're we're, we're actually playing uh, Flying Dutchman right now, which is crazy because it's. I've been in the Pittsburgh Opera since 2011, and this is the first Wagner that we've done, which might be surprising to a lot of people. But 
those in the opera world know that Wagner's is one of the most expensive productions to put on. Uh, the, the sets are more expensive. The orchestra often, you know, longer operas, so you'll have to pay the orchestra more. The singers are more expensive because it's it's rare because that to find the, the singers that can do that type of of singing. So you know, it's one of the sh- the shorter ones, but it's exciting that we're getting to do it. So I've been doing that and then mixing it with like patriotic brass band show sometimes in the same day, which which couldn't be uh, more different. One thing I do I do want to talk to you about though. I have been experimenting with with a, a cut bell. Some people call them, you know, screw bells. And I know you've been playing on one for a while. Yeah, you decided to, you know, call them oil and have a bris. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm 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 still experimenting and at you know, for a long time I thought it was pretty much for portability and travel. But what I'm learning more now is it really is a, a sound difference and it's a feel difference. And it's definitely taken me time to get used to it. And there's definite times where if you play it the wrong way, it doesn't work. But if you like let go and trust it, it's like, it's pretty incredible. Like the, the core it keeps. You, you know? Yeah. Like I actually bought mine. Uh, I think it was during the pandemic. Yeah. It was during the pandemic and I bought it specifically with the idea of um, portability. Uh, that's like, that's what I was going to use it for. And then I got it and I, I started realizing, I think I like this better than my uncut bell. Cause I, I didn't cut my original bell. I bought one that was um, designed to be cut. They, mm-hmm. they spin them a little bit differently so that it's like it, the weight uh, addition of the ring where it screws mm-hmm. in. It's a better way to do it. Yeah. You have to like lighten it up in certain areas so that the addition of that weight doesn't screw with the whole like resonance of the bell. And I mean, no doubt they're different, right? Mm-hmm. but I just, I found it like better and I can't quite explain why. And I, I doubt it'd be better like across the board, like, like every horn would be better with a screw bell or every horn is better without one. I think it's kind of case by case and mm-hmm. person by person, but like I was definitely negative on the idea of screw bells. And then I started tr- trying one or I bought one and it was like, Whoa, okay. I'm converted. I mean, what's it do for you? I feel like it like kind of like brings in the walls of the sound a yeah. little bit. Yeah. I it, it's it's hard. it's a feel thing but I it's also a sound thing. Like it does change it somehow. And for me I always found that change to be better. Like it helps me with control a little bit more, projection. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt that it's really portable. Yeah, I mean that part's freaking amazing. Like the first time taking a flight was just heaven. And I've always been a purist with most things, like I don't want anything on my trombone, like extra straps. I, I really want to feel the vibration. And I really want that to be pure. And that's why I was kind of against it too. But it's in a way it's, if you think about it holistically, you're just putting an extra like weighted ring at a certain point in your bell that just gives you more focus and power. And if you blow it the wrong way, I feel like the vibration can kind of get stuck in there. But if you think about like the sound, like resonating on the outside of the bell, it's, it's kind of magical. I definitely feel like it narrows the sound a little bit. So like it's at the very slightest, like I don't hear myself. I feel like as well as I did with my other bell, but the feedback I'm getting is just every, everyone is universally loving how it's sounding. So universally, yeah, universally, the, the entire world Mm -hmm. has, has emailed me. 
and told me what they think. Speaking of the entire world, you want to hear the the latest uh, trombone Google news alerts? Oh boy, do I! Okay, so this is going to be a, a segment on our show riffing with what do we call this? Riffing with the bass and fudge master? Yeah. Um. Okay, let's check. Let's check. Okay. Trombone shorty, trombone shorty, trombone shorty, trombone shorty, trombone champ. All right, that about sums it up. Wow, man, what a what a what an amazing week for news in the trombone world. Yeah, I'll I'll keep keep on this, and if you guys find any good news, please please send it to us. We'll keep on this breaking yeah, so, breaking news. Yeah, so I mean, we're gonna say this again at the end, but yeah, please send us like any interesting topics you'd like to hear talked about that you find interesting or like articles that you find or news stories whatever that are trombone or music related or just funny whatever we'll 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 uh we'll take we'll we'll take a peek give it a good old gander and (laughs) (laughs) speaking speaking of segments i think will also work is gripe of the week just i got i got a gripe i got a gripe yeah and just have a chance to just you know, air your grievances, literally. I got, I got a ripe gripe. Oh, let's, ruined. let's, I want to hear it. Okay. Has this ever happened to you, John Sebastian Vera, where you, you open your email and you see an offer for a gig and you open it up and it's like whatever the work offer is. And then it says basic, some variation of basically first come first serve. And then you realize that mm. that work offer has been sent to like, 20 people yep nope i don't even reply to those yeah i i don't either and it's like i understand if it's like i need someone today there's an emergency and i don't have time to wait for everybody that's that's extenuating circumstances but like i've gotten offers like that for like a month away and i'm just like like what the hell you know you can't you can't just like call one person it's so disrespectful you know to everybody it's yeah, like I'm ringing, not... ringing, ringing a dinner bell and like, come and get it. Exactly. Yeah. And it's usually almost exclusively, they're not very good gigs to begin with. Right. With, when contractors hire that way. So, I, you know, man, can people stop doing that? Because I feel like there's been an uptick in that lately. I, I, maybe it just feels that way for me, but it's been driving me freaking nuts. I, I think that is a legitimate first gripe. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean... That's it's like a a new personal manager, and they're like, I don't know why people waste all this time emailing people one at a time. Just email them all at once. Yeah. Boom, settled. Yeah, yeah that's they're they're like uh, life hacking. You know, they're like uh, Tim Ferriss, four hour work week or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> I'm even kind of annoyed, even if it's last minute though, too, to get those. Because I mean, no matter what, I'm going to respond very quickly. So. If they're sending it last minute, it also means they didn't ask you first, which is another thing. Yeah, that's true. Unless one of their like members of their their group is like all of a sudden has has to run, but Well, that's well, hold on. That's not necessarily true because like what if that's their first step of hiring somebody? They didn't even ask an individual like that's kind of assuming, if I understand you correctly, that they asked one or two people and they're like, "Okay, I'm done wasting time on this." And then they just ask like 15, 20 people at once. Yeah. But that could be like the first time, like the first time they've asked anybody is everybody all at once. And that's even worse. It's so it's so ridiculous. But yeah, there's a lot of reasons why it's just so stupid. It's lazy. It's disrespectful. It's like, uh, 
whatever. I mean, I guess past the tissues, we all have issues, but. And all the personal managers listen to our, our podcast, so I'm sure this will fix the problem. Welcome, welcome to managing orchestras with Nick and Seb. What if we just change our podcast name, like, like this this segment's name, like ten times every single episode? I'm I'm for it. Well, until we settle on what this is called, and we are very welcome to hearing suggestions. So, uh, send us send us an email at tromboneretreat at gmail dot com with any news articles or ideas for segments. We're we're open. And we we might have the occasional guest pop on here for fun. It's 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 not going to be the normal long form interview, but you never you never know what's going to happen on the on yeah. the trombone weekly. That's what's so that's what that's what's so exciting about the trombone space. You know, <laughs> so unexplored. We're like astronauts. <laughs> you know, well, I I just had an idea also that you know we could come up with a bunch of names and put them out there, and then have like a vote from our public on which one's the best. And then we can have like a press conference announcing the release of our new uh, name. And we could do it at like Fuddrockers in Rockford, Illinois or something like that. Did, did you just call it Fuddrockers? Fuddrockers. Rockers. Fuddrockers. You, you get that right. Well, if, if you're going, if you're going to the Fuds, you're rucking. A- How dare you? <laughs> Don't desecrate the sacred name of the Ruck. <laughs> great burgers if you fud records if you'd like to sponsor the podcast yeah out. we're we're desperately looking for a beef based sponsorship oh yeah that'd be yeah. great forget all these music businesses let's we need to get more into food <laughs> hey i'm i'm here for it <laughs> um also uh we'd love to have a, a question and answer segment and trombone related whatever related we're open to that so send us questions at trombone retreat at gmail.com so this is the the aim for this is going to be weekly so we we found that we're most free on mondays so we're gonna we're gonna rec- try to record on mondays hopefully put it out shortly thereafter because we're just going to be perfect and, and I, i'm not going to need to edit it because we're just seasoned podcasting professionals on on a closing note nick I, i'd like to share with you an article I, i've wanted to talk to you about for a while uh, it's the mirror UK, uh, the mirror, the mirror, mirror. I've, I, I've trouble with double R words. Like R U R A L. can't say it. Not going to try. Well, it's like on 30 rock. They have the, the, the show that Jenna's on or the movie that Jenna's on called the rural juror. Yep. And every rural juror. <laughs> <laughs> not going to try to say that. So the mirror wrote an article, you know, they have, Glenn Miller as the the photo <laughs> for some reason. Classic. Recently, they had a poll where they asked 2,000 people to choose the type of musician that they've had the best sex with. Clutch my pearls. And of course, these had to be people that have had sex with a musician. Parents, put your children to bed if you haven't had that talk yet. So obviously, I gave it away with the photo of Glenn Miller. But topping the list of the top 10 lovers of all musicians, trombonist at 16%. Let's go. Trombonists. Um, Which you and I already know is true, but it's just cool that the world is catching on. Oh, yeah. You know, just I I turn the lights way down low, light my Yamaha slot oil scented candles, pour... (laughs) 
Oh my god! Can you imagine the poison that would be? <laughs> it just smelled like, like petroleum. <laughs> well, that that lubricant already looks kind of like something already that we all know. So, um, but that's an, mm-hmm. that's another that's another episode. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the top, the you want to hear the top ten? I want to hear the top ten. Yeah. So st- starting at number ten with five percent is the clarinet. Um, I'm personally I'm surprised it even cracked the top ten. Nine were drums. Drummers, I guess we're talking. I mean, yeah. in good shape normally, you know. Very physical instrument. Yeah, physical, burn a lot of calories. Ha- ha- they have good pacing, good rhythm. They usually have very nice hair. I'm, well, I'm thinking like metal drummers, I guess. When when I think sexiness, I think less hair. Personally, oh yeah. Um, number eight, trumpet. Bullshit. So I, I think that bullshit. I think that's if you you know you like like someone to take charge be type a and just you know tell you what to do all the time and put some hit hips lips and nips into it number seven <laughs> piano pianists you know more introverted uh knows how to work by themselves good with their hands checks out i may or may not be married to a pianist so go on it's true number six flute with 10%, a little surprising. I, um, I have thoughts, um, but those are going to be internal thoughts for now. I mean, if you want someone maybe a little more on the high-strung area of the spectrum, um, lots of energy. I think, it's, I think it's pronounced as crazy. Wow. The flute podcasts are not going to be happy with us. Number five, kind of along the same vein, is violin. Hmm. I think they're thinking more romance, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like Sibelius Violin Concerto. Mm. Yeah, like ser- Serenade You Before Dinner. Like that scene in Red Violin. That one scene? Well, the scene where they open the door and they're like, he's playing the violin while they're making love. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. The guy that's like imitating, uh, what's Paganini. Paganini, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number four, which is a little cliche, saxophone. I mean, they do have the greatest horn riff of all time is on a saxophone. If this was if this was based on like the eighties where there was a saxophone solo in every pop song ever, saxophone might be number one. I mean, well, here's the other thing, and it's a very important distinction that that sh- I, I'm kind of sensing some shoddy journalism here, to be honest. <laughs> um, saxophone needs to be defined as specifically jazz saxophone because classical saxophone isn't anywhere on this list i i think you're i think that's accurate and i know someone who's going to be upset at me for saying that i have to say the ebear saxophone concerto is as sexy as it gets for me <laughs> i personally like the ebear flute sonata so i mean well, that's why they're both top 10 number three a bit of a surprise the organ with 14 percent french horn See, that can go either way. French horn players are either like really awesome and cool or super high strung. Because they're yeah. kind of like the yeah. half, they're like half trombone because they can play real low, but then they can play real high. So they're kind of half trumpet personality. And you, you got to run away if you talk to a French horn player that says, oh, I consider the French horn more of a woodwind instrument. Run away. No. Nope. People say that? Oh, yeah. Those aren't people I want to be friends with. 
Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, French horn, you kind of, a little of the trumpet personality, because it's just such a hard instrument and so many solos, and they're, they kind of got to be type A a lot of the time, especially if you're playing first or third, but... Yeah, fourth uh, horn. Fourth top 10 horn lovers. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth horn. That's that's probably the best lover. Okay. Number number two, not surprised by this one. Guitar. Oh, yeah. The classic frat boy guitar at a bonfire. Oh, yeah. And the type of the type of person, you know, this person that plays a guitar in a in a in a setting like that, but makes just strong eye contact with you the whole mm. time. Mm. Now, this is one I will say the category of guitarist doesn't matter, unlike saxophone. Yeah, any type of guitar. Classical guitar, you could argue, is the sexiest in a lot of ways. I would say like acoustic James Taylor is probably going to be the, the the sexiest overall to the widest amount of people. James Taylor does it for you, huh? I like a tall... <laughs> bald drink of water from long island that's like softly it sounds like easy listening but he's talking about like drug addiction <laughs> it's like it's like talking about withdrawal from heroin and <laughs> yeah i've seen fire and i've seen rain um and and then we we come to number one uh, uh with trombone at 16 percent. and you know do i know why i mean could i put into words i don't i don't know I, don't I mean, know. how do you describe colors to someone who's colorblind? Yeah. There you how go. Do you, how do you uh, describe the smell of morning dew to someone who doesn't have <laughs> their sense of smell? Michael Jordan played basketball. <laughs> Tiger Woods played golf. <laughs> Trombone players loved. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have the bottom five, which is, I think they nailed this. Okay, can I take a guess? Because I really don't know this. Yeah, let's see how many of the bottom five you can guess. Um, oboe? Oboe is number five, 3%. That is, that is... Okay. That is accurate. Bassoon? Surprisingly, no, but my guess is probably because most people on the survey don't even know what a bassoon is. Okay. Um, viola? Surprisingly, no, but you know, again, same, maybe same thing. I think there could have been an argument for viola to be in the top 10 instead of violin. I mean, number one is tuba. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. (laughs) 0.5%. I don't, I didn't even guess. I just told you that it is. Sorry, tuba players. Yeah. You're working against the odds there. If, if enough people knew what a euphonium was, that would be number one for sure. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Let's just put euphonium and tuba in the same category. Accordion. Number two. Very good. Oh. I, I'm surprised you got that one. But, you know, Argentinian like type of stuff, that can be pretty, a little atherpithola. Well, that's not quite accordion. Sexy. That's bandonian. Oh, that's true. Bandonian. Bandonian. Mm. Okay. Okay, so two, two more. Okay. Um, one surprising one and one that you probably won't guess. Huh. I would put theremin on here for sure. <laughs> Hurdy gurdy. Um, the oh god, I said bass. Is that on there? No, that's surprising too. I feel like bass should be on the top list. Ag- agreed. Yeah, um, for all the bass players. <laughs> I'm waiting for marriage, mom. Don't worry. Um. Okay, number four. Yeah, cello. 
Okay. All right. Poppycock. You disagree. Disagree. Yeah, I think cello is much sexier than than violin or flute. Or flute. Yeah. Yeah. And then number number three with only two percent of the top five worst is ukulele. But it, I mean imagine I mean, a big sexy Hawaiian man playing for you. Yeah, like is. Remember that guy? He did the somewhere over the mm, rainbow. Mm, yeah. That was a big hunk of love right there. Yeah. I think he yeah. died, didn't he die? He did die. He did die. Oh man, maybe because he loved too much. Just he loved his heart was too big. Well, that 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 wraps it up. Um, I think this is a very accurate article, clearly based in lots of science. So there's nothing that we can uh, disagree. Oh, there's like quotes from people. Yeah, this is terrible. Oh it's a good, God, good good article. <laughs> oh my God, one trombonist accounts. Boss Gary Fletcher, 45, of High Wycombe Bucks, said he wasn't surprised at the results of the study. He added, at first I thought it was a bit of a duff instrument, but as I got better, I realized it was a magnet for attracting the opposite sex. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, this person definitely, like, lives in their mom's basement. <laughs> I mean, as all trombonists know, we have to sneak out the back door at every concert because the throngs of groupies. No autographs. No autographs. The underwear thrown on stage. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nick, I think that that about uh, sums up our first episode. What do you think? I think this was uh, a very fun experience. And obviously, we'll see how this grows and where it goes. And, you know, I'm just excited to do uh, the trombone breakdown with Seb and Nick. You know, (laughs) is that another title? Correct. Um, Good. That was very subtle. I think what we've really done, we've scheduled our friendship, which which I kind of like, you know, no matter what. We're devoting our personal time, which I'm probably devoting more time to talking to you than my family right now. So, well, you know, our friendship is becoming like a Swiss train scheduled and it's on time. We're so cocky. We've done one episode and we're just like, yep, nailing it. Exactly. (laughs) Efficiency. All right. How are we going to wrap up this episode? Do we need a tagline or something? Remember that fifth position has feelings too. Wow. Wow. Okay. There you have it. Probably not probably not going to stick with that one. Yeah, we can come up with new taglines too. And I encourage everyone out there to make it a great day. Bye. <laughs>